0: Welcome to the Connected Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Dawson. I'm a working medium, spiritualist minister, certified spiritual life coach, and mentor. My goal is to help support today's modern mediums and spiritual seekers in making strong connections with their own spirit and spirit helpers. I will share all I know about mediumship development and spirituality. I invite you to join me on this journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. In today's episode, I want to talk with you guys about different types of mediumship. So let's delve in. So there's two types of mediumship. There is mental mediumship and there is physical mediumship. Now, there are many misconceptions when it comes to mediumship. Now, one of the major distinctions that really needs to be understood is this difference between physical and mental mediumship. I've heard some people say they're physical mediums because they physically feel things from the spirit communicator who they're linked in with. Now, I got to say this is an inaccurate statement, and it actually tells me that the level of this individual's understanding and training is probably still in the early stages because what's actually happening is through the psychic faculty of clairsentience, which is clear feeling, the medium can actually feel clearly the physicality, symptoms, conditions, emotions of that particular spirit person. Okay, so they're not a physical medium, but yet what's happening is, is the spirit person draws very close to the medium. And what happens is, is their energy field blends with the medium's energy field and they affect the central nervous system. So then it's as if the medium takes on the physicality and these traits of the spirit communicator, but it's not actually physical mediumship it still falls under mental mediumship, okay? So before I delve into this topic, it's important to note that all forms of mediumship really are all about proving survival of the human soul and to comfort the bereaved. You'll often hear me say, especially my students, mediumship is all about healing. It's for healing for the individual who's coming to see you, your recipient, that sitter, And there's also an incredible amount of healing that takes place for the spirit communicator that's coming through. Maybe there's closure that needs to take place. There's some unfinished business that wasn't taken care of while they were still here on the earth plane. Okay. It can help reconnect the bonds of love that death has affected. Okay. Now, the main difference between mental and physical mediumship really is where the energy of the phenomena is originating in the body, okay? So mental mediumship is said to originate from the base of your brain, and it's at the center of your cerebral spinal nervous system, all right? Physical mediumship phenomena is said to really take place in the solar plexus, which controls your sympathetic nervous system. There's also a difference in whether the information is available to everyone who's there, everybody who's present, or only to the medium. So, mental mediumship, the information is going to come through the medium's mind and their senses. They're the only person who's going to receive that information. Although, in the best case scenario, when the medium is sharing information, that message is gonna touch the soul, is gonna touch the heart of the recipient. Also, you're gonna feel an emotional connection. They're gonna feel an emotional connection to their loved ones in spirit, okay? In physical mediumship, everyone present should be able to observe the phenomena as it's occurring. So in other words, it's not limited to just the medium. Every single person is going to see what's happening. In mental mediumship, they're going to use the mental faculties. So the spirit world is going to use your mental faculties or the mind. And this is closely related to our physical senses of sight and sound, smell, taste and touch, as well as that intuitive knowing or claircognizance. Now, there's several different ways in which that information can come through in mental mediumship. So I just want to touch on those briefly at some point I will do a show talking about the language of spirit. But for now, this is just um, a little taster if you will. So, the most common psychic faculty is clairvoyance. And really what that is is the medium is seeing clearly, all right? In the center of the brow there is a psychic center or chakra called the third eye. This is there to help the individual to see images, to see scenes. When I'm working clairvoyantly, there's two different ways that I receive it. And I will see it in my mind's eye. So that is subjectively, which means inside the mind. Okay, there is objective, which is outside the mind. So somebody seeing clairvoyantly, objectively, they're going to see an individual solid 3d and It's there, but they're seeing it outside of the mind. They're actually seeing it with their eyes, okay? Um, But that third eye center is going to produce images, and they're very, very clear. Now, one of the ways you can tell that it is clairvoyance is because it often comes in a flash. It's very, very quick. And if you go back and recall that image, you'll actually realize how much information has been imprinted on the conscious or the subconscious mind rather. And you're going to be able to recall it. It is often called second sight. And this is a very powerful psychic center that can reveal an incredible amount of information in a reading. Our next Claire is audience, which means clear hearing. So there's psychic hearing that's taking place. There is objective, which means you're going to be hearing the spirit person with your physical ear. Then there is subjective hearing, which is hearing in your mind. And that's typically how I work with my claire audience. I can hear the voices in my mind, but I can hear the tones, the sound, the vibration of the voice, but it's in my mind. I'm not actually hearing it with my physical ear. Then there's clairalience, which is psychic smelling. There's clairgustance, which is psychic tasting. Then we have claire sentience which is very common and most developing mediums will have this faculty. They don't always understand what's taking place but it's all about clear feeling. You can feel the emotions, you can feel the physical symptoms, you can feel the personality, you get a sense of their height and their size, their shape, things like that. There's claircognizance, which is psychic knowing, or you're receiving direct information from the spirit person. The quality and the clarity of the information that comes through from the spirit in this type of mediumship really is dependent on the medium's own outlook, their character, integrity, and their mental and emotional clarity. The clearer you are in your life and your intentions, the better messages you are going to get from spirit. And this is why I always say mediumship, the big part of your mediumship development is all going to be about your inner healing. Because the more inner healing that you do, the shadow work that you do, the spring cleaning that you do with your closet, figuratively speaking, is going to help you become a more clear conduit for the presence of the spirit world. All of this information that I just talked about, these clairs, that is information that is coming from the spirit person through one or more of the clairs. So you may just see images in your mind's eye, but often there's usually another psychic faculty, another clair that is being used. Okay, so this is why it's important when you're developing your mediumship to really Get that foundational work, that foundational training, so you can understand how you're actually receiving and perceiving information. Because if you don't know how you work, you could be missing out on an incredible amount of information that the spirit world is trying to convey to or through you to their recipient, okay? Jump into physical mediumship. This used to be extremely popular, especially in the early 1800s, but it's generally less practiced today. It's actually quite rare. There are some folks who are really good, strong physical mediums, and I believe there's only two active working physical mediums in the world right now. The reason why, there's actually a couple reasons why it's not so popular right now is, well, one, it is an area with the most fraud and skepticism surrounded around it. Particularly, this is going back into the 1800s, there was a lot of people who were fraudulent mediums, and then it basically kind of put this taboo thing and skepticism Uh, around it so people didn't want to be affiliated with it but physical mediumship is definitely real so how it works is the spirit communicator is going to work with the physical medium the physical medium is going to go into an altered state and their control if you will will work with them and what happens is the medium in conjunction with their spirit control is going to produce a chemical substance called ectoplasm. Ectoplasm is excreted from the orifices of the medium. Now, ectoplasm can be a liquid, a solid, or a gas. And when it is seen, it kind of looks like a glad kitchen bag or it's white and it's shiny. Now, one of the reasons why physical phenomena or physical mediumship rather, is considered a little bit skepticism or there's a lot of skepticism around it is because when these seances were taking place and they do take place, they have to be under uh, performed under very strict conditions. So in a seance room, where there's going to be physical mediumship, there cannot be a pin prick of light. So there is all kinds of precautions that are put up Uh, to make sure that there's not even a pinprick of light because if that pinprick of light comes in, it can not only seriously harm the medium who's working, but two, it can actually destroy the ectoplasm. Okay. With a seance, there may be a red light that is illuminated during the seance, red light does not destroy the ectoplasm. Now, when the ectoplasm is excreted from the medium, it is going to join with the spirit communicator or the spirit control. And what will happen is many different things, there will be physical phenomena that can take place. And I wanna talk about that. So ectoplasm is only produced by a few mediums. There's some that produce it, but to the degree in which physical phenomena can actually take place. It's actually quite rare. So um, I just want to talk a little bit about the different types of physical phenomena. And one is transfiguration. So what happens when there's a transfiguration taking place, there is this appearance of faces or figures right in front of the medium's face and body. And it was about maybe four or five years ago when I was sitting in a closed development circle my mentor, who does produce ectoplasm and is a physical medium, it was so, excuse me, so trippy. I could see, and everybody else in the circle could see, this woman's figure, her face, like transfigure in front of the medium, like my teacher's face. And it had to be a good maybe eight or 10 inches away from the medium's face. So there was no way it could have been her. And we're sitting in the circle, the light is dark, and we only have a Himalayan salt lamp, which produces an orangey-reddish glow. And everybody in the circle, we could see this spirit woman's face materialize. We could see the lipstick color, we could see her cheekbones, we could see glasses, her hair color, And we're sitting pretty much kind of in the dark, a little bit illuminated, but it's pretty dark. And when you look behind the spirit person's face, you could see the medium's face. So my mentor's face, it was incredible. Now, you have to be a physical medium in order for that to happen. But it was, I'm so grateful to be able to see that because not everybody's going to see that. Another type of phenomena is direct voice. So what's going to happen here is there is a voice which is from the spirit person and this can be heard by means of a voice box. So the spirit world will create a voice box and it's usually connected to the physical medium. And then what happens is is the ectoplasm will wrap itself around it and the spirit commuter, excuse me, the spirit communicator will come through and actually speak through it. Sometimes it sounds like it is a, uh, almost like they're speaking through a megaphone and everybody can hear it. I've not had the privilege of that yet, but my mentor has told me many stories about her own personal experiences sitting in a seance with um, a, a physical medium and it sounds incredible. And the voice that comes through the, the voice box, it sounds exactly the same as when the spirit person was still here on the earth plane incredible, incredible stuff. There's also table tipping. So what happens with this is there will be a table. It's always a wooden table and often it's going to have either four corners or it'll be rounded. And then what will happen is, is the people surrounding the table are going to ask questions of the spirit communicator. Now, this is not to be confused with psychokinesis. Psychokinesis is when the energy from the psychic energy from an individual creates physical phenomena. Okay. This is often associated with like poltergeist activity. This is not to be mistaken with table tipping. So When the table starts rocking, it is responding to the question. So it's really good for doing yes and no answers. Okay. Then there's trance mediumship. So what happens with this is the medium is going to go into an altered state. And with trance mediumship, there is such a big range of mediumship. Anything from, you know, altered states for like, With trance, there can be, you know, a slight daydream to deep deep state trance. And deep state trance is actually quite rare. But with trance mediumship, the medium is going to go into an altered state. They are going to allow the spirit person to draw close and can I say take more control of the mind than the medium so the medium has to get into has to be very developed has to get into a state where they can allow their mind to move out of the way and allow the spirit person to really blend more with the mind and so it's the medium moving out of the way and the spirit uh, spirit communicator speaking through the the, the physical medium's body But they have to allow that spirit person to blend very, very closely with them. And what happens is, is the spirit communicator actually animates their physical body. I've seen it where the spirit communicator has animated the physical body where that medium has been able to stand up walk around in a circle and has been able to with their eyes closed and has backed up and actually sat down in the exact chair that they were standing or sitting in rather it was incredible there has been through transmediumship mediumship that I have personally seen incredible teachings and philosophies that come through from the spirit world another one is automatic writing and there's also automatic drawings. So often this is done while the medium holds a pen and has a piece of paper or has like a sketch pad. And then some mediums will actually put their hands on a keyboard. And what happens is, is they're directly channeling information from spirit, either in written or art form. There is apportation, so otherwise known as an apportation. So this is a movement of objects, often through solid objects like walls and doors. And I know that there was this incredible medium, Gordon Higginson, who used to be the president of the Spiritualist National Union in the UK, and he was a physical medium. And one of his demonstrations, there were roses, like actual roses that apported from one room into the next. And people seen them basically dematerialize and rematerialize into this other room. And you could see the dewdrops on the roses. Absolutely incredible. I'm aware of um, somebody personally who was seeing a physical medium. And they were in a seance over in Scotland. And a couch materialized, dematerialized rather, from one room. And it went into another room. Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. There is also independent slate writing. And this was more common in like the late 1700s, early 1800s. So what happens is, is there's two slates and they're bound together with chalk or lead in the middle. Okay. And then what happens is, is the spirit communicator will produce written messages. So what happens is, is when the spirit communicator is done writing, they will unbind these two pieces of slate and you look at them and there's messages on it it's pretty cool this is really really popular in their 1800s especially with the modern spiritualist movement You know, there's only a few active working physical mediums right now, and the most prominent one right now would be Scott Milligan, and you can check him out. He's got an amazing website. He does a lot of stuff with the We Don't Die radio. He does a lot of work uh, and demonstrate trance demonstrations with Sandra Champlain, so you can go check him out. But one of the reasons why we don't see a lot of physical mediumship anymore is because it can take... 10 20 years before any type of physical phenomena takes place and most people don't want to wait that long in order to have some sort of results but the incredible amount of healing that could take place when a spirit person can materialize again where their loved one who's sitting in the seance can hold their hand can hear their voice can say i love you one more time wow it's it's incredible stuff and that's on my bucket list. I hope to one day be able to have the privilege and honor of sitting in a physical circle. So, with that, you know, whether you're a mental medium or a physical medium, it's really important to remember that mediumship development is not a linear journey. There are so many exciting experiences and adventures that you will most certainly encounter on your path. And it's inevitable that you will experience growing pains with your training. But remember that everything that you go through, it's all part of the greater plan. And who knows, maybe one day you may inspire others to develop their own gifts. Always remember what the purpose of mediumship is about. It's about proving survival. It's about comforting the bereaved. The spirit world is working through us human souls so we can be their voice. Honor and treasure these amazing talents that the divine has given to you. Whether you're new to mediumship or you're well-established, it's important to find yourself really a suitable and experienced mentor, one that can help you through the journey of development and understanding about your own unique abilities, someone that's gonna honor who you are and what you bring to the table. As always, it's important to make sure you have a strong connection with your own soul and also to develop a rapport with those beautiful loving souls of your spirit team. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Connected Spirit. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you so much for tagging me on Instagram at medium Courtney Dawson. It really helps to get the word out about this podcast so we can help more people just like you. If you're interested in a private reading or attending any one of my mentoring classes, workshops, or events, you can go to mediumcourtneydawson.com or check me out on Instagram at mediumcourtneydawson. Have a great day, guys.